You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Black Sales After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Black Sales After Show. <sighs> I just want to take a moment and let that music sink in after what we just watched. Wow. That's all I have to say. Hey, guys. What's up? AfterBuzz TV Black Sales Recap, your one and only after show spot for Black Sales, episode eight. I'm Ryan Hooks, and I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> Joining me on the panel today to my left... Salem Gonzalez. What's up? I'm equally as disappointed. Thank you very much. No, not disappointed. Yeah. Overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. There to we my go. left, left, Roy Tahiri. Hi. And <laughs> joining us from the dead, Mr. Mark Ryan. Hello, chaps. Hello. Amazing Hello. performance this episode. Amazing. And of course, TJ Scott, director. Yes. Lovely. Good show. Say hey. Good work, oh, yes. <laughs> So, what do you guys think? We saw the entire season of Black Sails now, eight episodes. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about it? I need to pour one out for my homie. <laughs> I hate being right. <laughs> I had a prediction last week that Gates was going to... Oh, okay, spoiler alert, please. If you have not watched the episode, wait till you watch the episode and then start listening to us. Um, but, like, Gates was going to go. We're the after show, Roya. They're watching us after the show. I don't know. Maybe they just want to see our faces before they watch the That's episode. That's true. Actually, this you, is a good you guessed that last week? Yeah. Oh, that good, was good on you. Yeah. We, we were debating about that with really? Billy and all that. And it's, I was like, someone's got to die. You have to have a character death. It's just, it's due. Who can we get rid of? Mm-hmm. Gates. Is, <laughs> and, and not Who can we on, dump for this? Not, well, my thing was based on characters that weren't necessarily in the book that had to carry over into the second season and things like that. So. Gates got the axe. So I want to know. I think they couldn't afford you. That, that was the problem. <laughs> we can have that discussion maybe off air, shall we? <laughs> Michael Bay is going to your head, isn't he? <laughs> so now that you've done an entire season, and uh, TJ, you were involved with two episodes, what was your favorite part of this season of Black Sails? Oh, wow. For me, it was the humor. I, you know, I, you've heard me say this before, and I've said it publicly. For me, um, we started giggling like idiots usually at, you know, seven o'clock in the morning and we laughed all day. And that was kind of part of our duty. I think Toby Stevens and I anyway, as, as kind of like the elder statesman of the show, we, we took it on ourselves, the responsibility to bring not just the crew, but the extras with us into, onto this adventure. So we don't often get told off for laughing and, and being, you know, we have to be careful of some directors because you know they, <laughs> they crack the whip <laughs> on you a little bit. Yeah. But uh, we had a lot of fun and we we had a lot of laughs, and that was um, I will remember that as being one of the most you know joyful experiences I've ever had. 
And we, we, we did film in between your stories. Yes, you, in between yeah. that, when it wasn't Toby really a big time. Yeah. I, I could story. say action and cut, and then they'd go back to their stories. Yes. <laughs> telling, awesome. telling stories is what it's all about. So then for that final scene with you and Toby, did you... Were you guys busting up laughing? No, Because you had actually, that intimate moment? <laughs> it's, it's an interesting point, and TJ will tell you. Um, in these this type of show, there's many types of takes, and we do different you know levels of, of intensity mm-hmm. to see how it's going to get cut together and, and how it's going to work best. And Toby, I think we were both quite upset about the way, you know, obviously the... the thing was going to end for us and Toby was very emotional in fact he was so emotional that um, not only was he crying he was really crying in several takes uh, but he he choked me out not once but twice wow he was holding me so tight and I could feel that he was shaking with emotion Mm. Uh, not only was I soaking wet but he literally—I had to tap out and go. You gotta, you gotta lose. You, you ch- I couldn't. I literally—I was going like this because he had hold of me, and I'm trying to pretend that I'm, I'm dead, mm-hmm. and I couldn't breathe. So and I'm uh, like, don't cut, don't, don't cut. cut. Let <laughs> me, so let me something magic. Show. Show. Something yeah. magic's happening. It looks He's so right. real. Literally let gonna pass out. Choke the bastard out. And uh, so acting. there was yeah. a couple. Yeah, it was it was in, intense. I mean, yeah. here's the director. He'll tell you. Yeah, but a lot of it too had to do with uh, nobody knew your character was dying until about five days or four days before we filmed it. Mm. They really didn't. They handed out the scripts very late. Nobody knew that during the season that the Gates character was going to die. So, uh, and and Toby found that out, and they're very close friends, and found out that you know he was dying, like close we, to filming it. We we knew. Uh, I knew. You knew a little from the beginning, and then we sat down and had a meeting, and the and the discussion was how this was going to happen. And how it would be brought to a conclusion. Obviously, I, there's various ways that I would like to prefer to have died, but um, in, in a woman's uh, arms, yeah. <laughs> right? I'd like in to Eleanor's arms. Oh, that's <laughs> great. on the boat. I'd yes. have been happy to go. You know, Max, like, Max yeah, chokes him out. Yeah. <laughs> and there was various versions of this of the end of this that uh, also were written and then discarded during various discussions. Uh, and so we knew, and as I say, Toby and I had become quite well, very good friends during the course of the shooting. So it wasn't it wasn't easy. It was one of the more difficult scenes to do. Are you able to tell us what other ways your character might have gone out, or is that going to be on the DVD? Yeah. I don't know. I, I keep dropping hints that that, uh, and I hope stars take it up that there will be. Um, an elongated version maybe on DVD okay. or okay. the outtakes because would you believe the only person that did an actual organized outtake was me oh. and <laughs> this was the man that filmed it how convenient <laughs> yes which is in the old days you, you, you did outtakes as a matter of yeah, course for the outtake reel right. for the gag reel and stuff I don't think we did there wasn't any of those, was there? I don't remember anybody actually setting up an outtake and doing it as part of the no, gag. I'm sure there will be a gag reel, but uh, we managed to get a little gag, and maybe one day on some elongated. He DVD did a funny version. one where his character comes back to life. Yeah, <laughs> and, and kicks, <laughs> kicks the holy shit. <laughs> no, this, uh, yeah. Um, so there, you know, there, there were various endings, and and. I don't know whether I'll be breaking any contractual obligations. Okay. I don't know. We, well, we won't I w- make you. Yeah, and we'll tweet you after the DVD is out, and yeah. we've watched we, we it. Want and then if it's not on there, we'll be like, hey. So, there, there was one version that was actually nastier. Oh. oh. And and I think both Toby and I, when we read it, we kind of went, oh, oh, 
Well, it was a bit <laughs> of a ba- it was a bit of a backstabbing type. There was death. a there was a, a backstabbing death, which I think we yeah. both kind of went. Oh, that's, I don't think. Yeah, that that would have been. And I think everybody went. You know, we know Flint's a bad guy and an anti-hero, and is driven by demonic forces right. throughout the course of the the whole thing. And it's now been you know revealed what lengths he will go to uh, to achieve this goal. Um, but we kind of both went. Oh, that's 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 not that's a bit even nasty for this character. Mm. I, li- I like so the way, being I, I like the way it ended with him, you know, you in his arms. Was, uh, I yeah. believe that was Chris Albrecht's <laughs> idea. I believe that yeah. was they were looking for some, you know, way okay. to bring it to some kind of violent and yet somehow you know where he ends up holding yeah. me and going, "Oh god, what have I done?" like a child that's broken his favorite toy, mm-hmm. you know, and looks at it and goes, "What have I done?" Mm-hmm. And so there was something intimate and weird and strange and tragic mm-hmm. about it. So it it obviously had the def- the effect that our director here wanted, yes. which was to it keep was an going. excellent effect. Yeah, yes. So, so b- before I find out what Lem and Roy I think about this f- season in the whole, I want to send it over to Maria in the booth. Tell us about her new show, Chasing Maria. Absolutely. We want to know. I want to know. (laughs) Tuesdays on Oxygen. I'm Maria Menounos, and my life can get a little crazy. I host Extra. I'm an actor, producer, dancer, wrestler, and a lot of other things. I live with Kevin, my boyfriend of 15 years. Do you really love me? I would say that I'm in serious life. And my parents. Yep. I just said I live with my parents. You drive me crazy. You drive me crazy. My parents want us to get married. You both love each other. Get married. Kevin and I don't. I am going to get married when I want to get married. I think I want kids. Kevin definitely doesn't want them now. This is being pushed on to us. And of course, my parents wanted them yesterday. This year, you got to have it. And I have a house full of people counting on me financially. If I take my eye off the ball, everything can fall apart. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks or wants us to do. It's what we want to do. Everyone things that they know what's best for me but i'm really the only one i have got to figure things out chasing maria menounos is so new every tuesday at 10 9 central starting march 18 only on oxygen there you have it chasing maria tell us about the wrestling yeah we want to know more about uh, the wrestling and all that there's plenty to be found out on chasing maria. tuesdays on oxygen you can check into that so all right lem what was your in this season your favorite part about this this episode and, or this show rather the show the show for the season pick one pick one um, you, you want to pick one character just or one. just one anything mo- and it just pick something okay um I'll say as a whole I'll, I'll put it in two parts as a whole I like the growth of the characters I like the development I think when the first episode started you know it was a big cast and the characters you know kind of came out and all at you but I like the progression you know going forward I think they all had depth to them um, my favorite had to be Dufresne because just he was so different in the end of the season than he was at the beginning so I think he had the most you know change in what he did but I would say if you're going to take one that would be mine Roya I love that the show makes me so angry, and yet I love it. By angry, meaning killing off Gates. Oh. And, Billy. and Billy. Don't forget Billy's well, arms. Billy, yeah. we have not seen his body yet, so therefore he is still somewhere He's out there. in the abyss. You're holding yes. out him in your heart. Yeah, he might well, be on no, the Scarborough he's, somewhere, he's sailing he's around. <laughs> you know how I know he's coming back? Because there was a shot of, uh, what was that character's name that you were just saying? Uh, Dufresne. Dufresne, mm-hmm. when at the very end, when you see him standing, there's sunlight. It looked like Billy. <laughs> 
And that's my little foreshadow of why would you choose that camera angle that way unless Billy was coming back? We, we well, that, that, that was me, but I actually didn't choose no? it for that reason. No? <laughs> oh. Called out. Shut down. Ooh. Shut down. But you know what? A number of people have asked about that. Yeah. And, and so they thought that was Billy standing there, and all of a sudden it was depressing. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. 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 I've had a number of people say that. And I'm going to have to go for me. Planned. I should writing. say it was planned. <laughs> The yeah. writing? Yeah, I mean, this is the writing of the show. It's so well written, and mm-hmm. there's so many great moments and speeches and little groups, and ah, mm-hmm. it just sucks you in. So, I mean, Marky had some awesome stuff this week and last week. Just mm-hmm. amazing. Some of the best stuff to say, I think, I've had in a long time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. In terms of, uh, and the speech about the, the ocean, returning to the ocean, mm-hmm. it pays us. And again, I have to give a shout out to John John and, and, and Robert. You know, they allowed me to change a word here and there if it felt oh, okay. better. And so it claims us. I think originally it was, uh, it pays us and then it takes us. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I changed it to, it, it pays us and then it claims us. It just mm-hmm. sa- seemed mm-hmm. more, yeah, it flows. You know, flows better. And th- so there was the odd thing that we changed. Uh, uh, and even in the speech, the drinking speech, we changed um, about the loss of the of the uh, uh, of Craig, Craig. Uh, and um, the, it wasn't there about well as you remember. And I wanted to say this should be something that we are sharing. Mm-hmm. You know, because it was you know we lost him on the on the. And I went, mm-hmm. you, you know, you remember we lost him on the as you know because we're sharing about the loss of people. And so I want. There's a couple of things like that that we that we they allowed me to you know mess with and you know, which is virtually unheard of nowadays in a show. Now they don't like you, don't you? Oh really? What? I got a very quick question for TJ for that scene. Now is there that setup of them being on the boat and there's they're on a rocky ocean? Is that part of the stage that it moves, or were people on the camera actually moving with the? No, there was a bunch of tricks there, but it was a, yeah. it was a gimbaled set that had mm-hmm. been built to gimbal. It was just a matter of much, how much we gimbaled it. We actually changed it at the beginning of the storm. It was going more. Uh, yeah, you can see it slowly settled down. We had water hitting the you know the back window, and then later it wasn't hitting, and we had drips and the amount of drips that came through. And then we actually put. I think we ended up putting you on a chair mark that had a little piece of foam in it. Yeah. Mm. So it actually mm. had just like I a little bit of natural was. rock that actually put you off balance. You couldn't quite get a good balance on it. Uh, so the boat was rocking, plus it had that extra. So you had to keep working your body to to feel like you're at sea. So. Now, did the actors have to match their swaying together when they're going for? No, no. Okay. There's there's enough actual physical effects there. Okay. That, that they just had to act. They actually had to just remember their lines. Yeah, <laughs> which Mark, is difficult. Mark had that's a hard, lot. Yeah. That's hard there enough. Was, there's a lot of lines. Those there's days. a yeah. lot of lines. Yeah. A lot of lines. Yes. But it was good. It was good fun to do, and, and some great speeches. I think, the, uh, like I said, the last two weeks, those couple scenes that you had were probably my favorite for the whole mm-hmm. season. Just those speeches. The storehouse well, scene. Just both. I mean, the stuff between you and Flint. This. And there's more stuff than probably again during the course of this. They're trying to compact all this down to an hour. Right. Mm-hmm. So you know that the speech in the storehouse ran about seven and a half minutes long or something, mm-hmm. and so there was a little speech in there which again one day hopefully will be on an elongated in, in episode seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah in episode week. seven where I talk about our friendship before I leave. That was a great scene. Good, good. Thank good, you. Good work. <laughs> I hadn't seen that. So yeah, you know, every other cut I had seen live, but that yeah. was or, or I'd seen it before. It was Mark Munden, director. Great. Mark yeah. Munden was yeah, he did a great that. job of that, and he did a great job of it, and it, and it brought us sort of a, a, it was all over the place emotionally again and the dynamics of the scene but just before I leave I talk about our friendship and why he's my only friend left in the world and that ended up on the cutting room floors a lot of stuff does it not you know it's one of these things in these shows is oh, so much good material you know you a lot of it has to, you have to compact it down into an hour mm-hmm. only so much time 
Speaking of only so much time, let's talk about the episode. Yeah. <laughs> we got to do, do that, too, right? Yeah. So, uh, Jack Rackham, up to no good, as we saw at the beginning of the episode. He's so good, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Toby Smitsy. He's yeah. big shout out to Smitsy. Yeah. Smitsy. Getting rid of Mrs. Mapleton after yeah. she's been taking too much money off the top. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, you were right, Ryan, with your question to us asking about Max. Do you think she would create a business ship or a business I, last week i was posing the thought that as soon as max came in and was smacking people around that there was a, a partnership to be had that her and rackham were going to hook up in some way and clean that place up and we're like no ryan you're wrong no you're crazy, you're crazy. I, did, I didn't see that i saw it right away yep. and sure enough there it was well and the week before you actually asked about ann bonnie uh, mm-hmm. hooking mm-hmm. up with uh, Max. and then this was, week was there yeah. something going on right. and then this right. week we saw where max is there was a standing there with no clothes on and then mm-hmm. bonnie's lingering yeah. mm-hmm. lingering lingering <laughs> yes. i mean i'd linger too if she was standing there with no clothes so we can't really blame her i did yeah <laughs> you filmed it i spied the camera yeah. <laughs> sure whatever you say i was on the monitor <laughs> just checking just making sure it was working out all right wasn't a close set for that one they're always close. Yeah, <laughs> always close. That, but he's up to no good. Uh, as we see, like I said, gets rid of Mrs. Mapleton, mm-hmm. uh, which could potentially come back to haunt him later mm-hmm. on. He doesn't care. He's getting money. They like that. They got the Max partnership going. But then, then Vane comes in and tells him it's almost like a death sentence too. Mm-hmm. That you know, I'm going to tell everybody that you know you're you know what you've done, and now you're just going to end up here like the rest of the horse. So that's kind of where he'll probably start next season. But do you think that that affects is going to have an effect on Rackham? Oh, Rackham's Rackham. <laughs> well, don't forget he's a historical character as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's a future for, for Rackham without going into that. I mean, right. and where they choose Calico to Jack. pursue that into season two, I mean, he had quite a quite a career after that. So, you know, he obviously finds a way of getting out. He seems like the least piratey pirate of everyone in the show. So <laughs> it, it seems like it would be okay for him to just stay there and make money. Well, I think he's a smart man too. Yeah. So I mean, he's obviously, like you said, he's a historical character, and I think the, you know, if it was written that way or what have you, I think he was the way he was presented. It looks like he would have a future because you know he could have been dead, he could have been killed, yeah, Bane could have killed um, him, could have killed him, but he did not, and he said, "I'm going to leave you with these whores." So I think that gave him that out to be like, "Okay, now I'm going to survive into the next and see what's going to happen." Well, I got a question for you guys. Do you think the reason he was speechless when Vane confronted him about, uh, you know? caring about Anne over his men. Mm-hmm. Do you think he was speechless because he wanted to protect Anne some more? Or do you think he just really didn't expect Vane to be there and he was speechless for that? I, I personally think he, he didn't expect Vane to be there. Yeah. I don't think he took her, you know, where what she was saying, especially when she got he got backed up by Max and Max kind of let the gauntlet said, you know, you think this person and this person and this person going to say anything? So I didn't think he was going to have a problem. So I think he was speechless because he showed up. Do you think, too, that Vane really cared about the crew that was killed? No. I don't think so. I think that's the reason he let Rackham go is that he (laughs) didn't even care enough about the men that were killed. You know, it didn't matter to him that they were gone. He's got his own new crew. He's on Mm -hmm. to his new thing. Yeah, he's got his new thing, his new new goal in life, his new mission, his new people. He doesn't care about those guys. He didn't really care about them before. So I think that's part of the reason he let Jack live. Rackham did know Vane was going to face off with him at some point. He did. Yeah. Kind of when they said, you know, someone had taken over the fort. We did a shot. Yeah, and they had a shot where they looked back and forth. The two of them, they Mm -hmm. they went, okay, it's Vane. Vane's back. So he's kind of been sitting there going, I wonder what's going to happen. Yeah, I saw that shot right away where they cut back and forth between him and Bonnie. Yeah. And they both got that look to each other. Like, Uh oh, dad's home. Uh oh. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about Vane's return. So Vane is back. With clothes on. What's up with that? Yeah, what, what is up with that? <laughs> like, come on. 
That was a great topic of long discussion last week. Pun intended? Pun intended. Clearly intended. And Charles Vane finishes off Albinus wearing nothing. They they kind of cropped that. Just <laughs> in a funny, <laughs> sp- yeah, funny place. It was a funny place. It's a weird crop. Never mind. I'm, <laughs> I'm just going to stop. There's so many yeah. ways that that could go wrong. Roy so is, I think Roy has gone a little bit pink. Just a little bit pink. Maybe it did get a little hot in here when we talked about Vane. I don't know. Flush. Billy showed up. It'd be different. I think they story. didn't have a long enough lens. Uh, <laughs> wide angle. <laughs> Shot it. There we go. Vane is back, <laughs> and he's off to do uh, a new partnership with Eleanor. He takes over the the fort mm-hmm. from Horn and Gold very easily by the looks of it, and. Now that he's got the Horningold Fort, he thinks that his partnership is due and Horningold's out. Do we think this is setting up anything for season two with other characters? But again, Horningold is a historical Correct. character. So, yeah. And historically, Charles Vane did run New Providence for a while as well. So, There was a little piece there that just... Uh, we ended up with one shot of it, but Horningold, uh, he had a whole camp set mm-hmm. up now on the beach. So uh, his team was there, and we didn't really see it. It didn't get played out. Just cut for time. But that was in the script, wasn't it? I remember reading that at the end of yeah. the thing that yeah. showed you who was where and yeah, how the and players. We, and we shot all up. that, but it was with just, with Eleanor with him when she's on the beach. Yeah, and I, and I actually think that I'm guessing maybe some of that footage will be used in the second season just to set it all up again. That Horny Gold's on the beach because hmm. we were setting it up at the end of the first season. You didn't really need it. Yeah, it, I, it wasn't relevant. Of, take, he took over the fort. Thing, yeah. Yeah. He brought his men, who we know are pretty badass, yeah. um, as we've seen, and they don't care about Eleanor or who she is or whether or not they piss her off. Yeah. So they're there to do their thing, and they're there to make money. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's going to be a cool thing for season two. I was actually expecting his men to go to the whorehouse because it doesn't seem like they have any whores in, on the or island women, they were at. Women yeah. all. So I was right. like, when they got off the boat, I'm like, oh, they're going straight to the whorehouse. There's and a whole subplot the there. But <laughs> yeah. that's right. I was thinking the same thing. Right? Yeah. I guess my mind's in the gutter, guys. It's I don't totally know what's gutter. going so on. What do, you think of, what do you think of the new partnership then uh, between Eleanor and Vane? Because as we've seen throughout, and I've said it several times throughout this season, Vane has done things to be close to Eleanor. Everything he's done throughout these different things is to him moving closer to her and uh-huh. trying right. to get back to the way things maybe were and even said that you know he, he talked about when she was younger and he saw her on the beach and the yeah. look in her eye and the way she walked around and didn't care and wasn't scared of him uh-huh. and people are scared of him but she's not and I think that he loves that respects that turns him on a little bit As he even commented on the episode so do you think this all of this is to get closer to her See, that's a huge discussion on YouTube right now. On our previous recaps, there's people commenting that they think he's just trying to take over the island for himself, not for Eleanor. I I was thinking the same thing until this episode. I feel he wants a not just a partnership, but a relationship with Eleanor. Kind of a powerhouse. Because which, he knows she used to have. Right. You know, he used to be with her. So he I think back. he wants that back. Exactly. And it's not it's not a selfish thing, it's more of he wants to prove to her he can do it on his own, too. So based on what we've seen with him in the last few weeks, if push comes to shove, is he choosing control of New Providence or is he choosing Eleanor? If those are his choices. I think he's choosing Eleanor. I think he would Because choose he Eleanor even too. said that he would blow up all those ships coming in, even the um, ship with the gold the on it. Yeah, the war. So he's pl- prepared to just do whatever he wants. So I think it's more for her. Guys? <laughs> don't ask us. There's, there's a look exchanged over there. I mean, Mark, you haven't, you don't know anything about season two. You can tell us all kinds of theories. No, we don't know anything. Uh, yeah. We don't, yeah. I, 
Again, I, historically, Vane goes back to being a pirate, and that's how he meets his end, actually. So, um, I think Vane's for Vane. I think Vane's for Vane, yeah. um, unless something happens in season two which drives them into a clash of ethical imperatives. That's where the drama comes out of any great scene, is a clash of ethical imperatives, as in the scene in, in the warehouse, where we both, both Flint and I, have our own duties in our minds. He's got his dedication and obsession with getting the gold, and I have want to find out what happened to, to Billy Bones. And so it's a clash of ethical imperatives. So at some point in the proceedings, I'm sure there will be a clash between Eleanor and... and um, and vain, although I'm sure that their their well, I think it'd be love story is love to, to be back that. with her too. And yeah, you know, control the yeah, port. If, and, if he had everything, yeah, he'd be, be in charge and have yeah. her. Yeah. They'd be together, like you said, a powerhouse, yeah, exactly. if you will. But we'll see what happens. I think for that, I got a quick question for you, TJ. Though, yeah. um, with the it's kind of a little bit off topic, kind of uh, the costumes. Mm-hmm. Now that's obviously in the script. Does it? Is it how do I phrase this without sounding crazy? Because you know I like to get really deep into th- certain shots. You crazy. <laughs> we see Eleanor in red. We see Max in blue. Is there a significance of why they're in those color outfits? Not or, necessarily. No? Not necessarily. No, we we, we kind of looked for their power colors. But, okay. Uh, and they both look good in that. But we knew Eleanor was wearing red, and we wanted her in red, so we didn't want you know Max to put Max into blue, and. and you didn't want to go too red because that's kind of like the hooker color for Max. So we kind of went a little bit opposite that and put her into something that didn't feel like, you know, the power hooker. <laughs> chartreuse. Is that right? I was just yeah. curious. Scarlet. I wanted to ask that before. Did you say chartreuse? Yeah. Is that uh, don't, 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 oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to go with Scarlet. I, I would say there was a thought put into it, but it was not a whole scheme that should lead to anything. Was okay. It wasn't planned or anything no. like that? I like to pretend I'm in an English class and I'm breaking down everything. I normally love doing that, but... Well, you know what else we like to break down? We like to break down the iTunes. We do. Dude, mm-hmm. it's it's that time where we talk about the iTunes. Mm-hmm. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We appreciate you being here. Thanks to Mark. Thanks to TJ for spending uh, their Sunday evening with us. We appreciate you guys. All the hard work you put in and entertaining us for all these hours, seasons of black sales. Check us out on iTunes. Five-star rating. Tell us what you think. Give us comments. Five. Five. Don't worry, because we will be back for season two. So feel free to let us know what's up and how you feel. Unless I hug Lem like Flint did with Gates. You know, that's a different story. Yeah. Lem may not return. That's for, <laughs> stay tuned in 20 more minutes where you'll see Arroyo hug. <laughs> and a noise. Right. A subtle cracking, if you will. <laughs> so the Urca. The Urca. Is just around the bend. Yeah. Division Bay. We think it's there. We get the Man of War. How impressed were you by the Man of War? Well, it was pretty this, cool. Yeah, it looked pretty well. Yeah. well, well I heard the you make the noise, Mark. No, but the funny thing is when you're filming it, it's not there. Right. Yeah, right. A lot of that stuff's not there when we're filming it. So we actually imagine it. That's why they yeah. call us actors. Yeah. Yes, we're pretending. Yeah, we're pretending. So yeah. really, the whole cast and crew are like, I'm pointing out there going, it's going to be see where that little <laughs> tennis ball is. That's where there's going to be a big battleship and everybody's looking out there and imagining it. So yeah. it's, it's fun to see it. Yeah. Uh, finally, I thought it was pretty cool. It was amazing. It was a great scene. Yeah, great scene. Great yeah. scene. Great director. Kind, kind yeah. of fun when those all the doors just open. Your <laughs> oh yeah, like, oh damn, oh, yeah. it's going down. Oh man, I was just thinking as I was watching the episode, how many men, if that was a real ship, how many men would have been in there firing those cannons when it's taking three or four men to fire each cannon? There's like fifty cannons on each side. They're just tearing the ship apart. 
it was fast. Historically, they could fire and reload very, very quickly. Actually, once they got it down, those gun crews, when you see those puffs of smoke coming out the side of a, boom, a warship, boom, boom. the British Navy had it down to a very, very fast routine. Well, our, uh, our guys were doing that. Yeah. We had the extras and the stunt guys were actually doing it like they did it. You know, hmm. They were loading, pulling it back, Throw doing it in, everything it back. as it was. Incredible to see, and you really needed one person for each uh, each job, each cannon. Though calling out, you know, pull back, you know, four right. six, four six, and they had all this holding. It was really incredible to see. Yeah, yeah I mean, are those cannons legit cannon? I mean, like weight wise, or are they just no light no. prop? No, they're props. Just, yeah, they're, they're not know. light, but they're yeah. because they actually did fire, but mm-hmm. uh, but you know, they're not the full heavy. Uh-huh. Not so the curious. not the twelve pounders that we need <laughs> that we didn't get. <laughs> No wonder you lost. We did. We did get oh, some. Yeah, we got some of them. Yeah, yeah there's, six. there's six of them. Yeah. I, I had a question um, uh, for you, Mark. When um, when I noticed when we were watching and your first scene came up and then some of the previous the scenes that you were in until, fortunately, you passed away. But um, you... Passed away. Passed away. Is that the political way? Politically correct. Try it. Until we ripped his neck off. Right, yeah. exactly. Um, there was a part where you were like smiling when you were watching it back. And you had mentioned about kind of having some camaraderie with the other actors. Um, is Was that a moment where you felt like you were kind of reminiscing about the scene and kind of what was going on? Which and scene was like, I smiling at? Um, this was, it was the first one that, that Why came were you up. staring at him during the I wasn't, I wasn't staring at him. I kind of looked over when he came on the screen just to kind of get his reaction. Because I'm always curious about when people see themselves back um, as actors. I, it's one of the things you have to get used to and also can learn from. A lot of people, mm-hmm. I didn't, I, when I started out in the music industry, I'd never heard, liked to hear myself. Mm-hmm. And I was, I had to struggle with watching myself. Mm-hmm. But I was told, I was, you know, my peers said, the only way you're going to learn is by watching what you do and, mm-hmm. and what works and what doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So you, you kind of just let it wash over you. And after the length of time I've been doing this, you just kind of get used to it and go, maybe I could have done that a bit better or did a different look or whatever. But I, in all honesty, mm-hmm. um, I enjoyed working with every actor on the set. And I watched watching Dufresne develop as a character. Mm-hmm. And my only regret about the whole thing is that we as a cast the regular cast didn't get to do more scenes together mm. i would love to have done a, a scene with 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 max mm. with jess i'd love to do more stuff with toby schmitz i'd love to do have done stuff with zach you know just us as actors bouncing off each other but it wasn't to be in the writing of, of the show so but when i look at uh, watching a scene yeah i'm thinking about oh we had a giggle then mm-hmm. i remember what mm-hmm. happened then and mm-hmm. he'd be telling yeah. us off and going are you focused are you because <laughs> that's me i'm a screamer you know, <laughs> you know i've heard that about you but uh, <laughs> someone else is in the gutter off. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it was all about that, really. It was. I, I, I look at it and go, oh, you know, obviously, I, I was enjoying working. With we the always, guys. we mm. had so much fun when we weren't shooting. Yeah. We had fun when we weren't shooting, but the whole time it was, it was great. And and Giannis, who plays uh, Dufresne, mm-hmm. he won the lottery. Yeah. Well, I mean, just think of that character. Yeah. When, how from, it developed. It, you know, right. How it developed. It, it was. Oh awesome. no, it was my favorite yeah. character. The nerdy it, it was yeah. not supposed to end up where it ended up it's just as they were writing the story just, it just kept twisting and turning and then going oh, we right. need to promote someone and then wow it, it kind of it was not planned like that and so I, I mean going into season two he's pretty much running the show yeah yeah <laughs> now it's kind of interesting he actually pulled the trigger for the first time yeah when he shot mm-hmm. captain flint yes so de groot and Dufresne, not to get confused with that <laughs> are uh, against Gates' plan and Flint's plan all along to attack the ships. So 
he shoots him. Yeah. You know, why, why not? He couldn't get his neck, I guess. Well, I right. <laughs> he was too far away to buy his neck. <laughs> he shot him because he was about to light the cannon. Right. right. He doesn't right. want to shoot right. the cannon because right. he doesn't want to attack the man of war. Yeah. But, but his character I, before said that, you know, he's never shot a gun. Exactly. He never no. shot anybody. Battle, character so. development. After chewing somebody's throat, apparently shooting somebody is no big deal. Yeah, and you realize back. he is the captain at the end. Right. Yeah. Yeah. At the end, he's the captain. Yes, quartermaster so is quarter- promoted. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So once he goes overboard. So. Do you... Uh, as after we saw uh, the Flint and Gates moment, Silver comes in. Were you surprised by Silver's reaction to immediately search the body for anything that could get them in trouble and helping protect Flint? I feel like Flint or Silver knew that Flint was going to eventually snap and kill Gates because even when Flint was talking to um, Dufresne and he's like, "How do you know that I I knew about the that I wasn't the one doing the that stole the the notepad?" I'm totally rambling now. Uh, <laughs> but when he was trying to figure out how Dufresne knew that he was the one that stole it, he was a thief. He, I feel like he kind of put Randall. together that, yeah, that, uh, Gates must have told him. And therefore, Gates is being secret is not going to happen anymore. And so I guess he's not surprised that it happened. I think there was a buildup of know. it coming the whole time. But I, were you surprised, though, in the way that he acted? Because it seemed like he was very likable. And this seemed like a very unlikable moment for for silver mm-hmm. and it almost made you have a bad taste in your mouth for him as a person and the way he's been developing you know and trying to do better things and even though he's always protected himself he didn't in the scene and well, well he still protect yeah. himself right yeah. yeah i see where you're coming because i think over again talking about progression of character i think you did start to kind of really like him and feel for him and what he was going through and i think that was a moment where you're like i don't know and you kind of just pull back a little bit with that moment um but yeah i I, I agree with you, Ryan, on that. Yeah, but th- that I is would... the only person that who might save him. Yeah, yeah. Flint. You know, mm-hmm. the other guys were about to kill him. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's funny too the irony of that the whole time because you know thinking back to when he gave him the map and he's thinking I'll give it to you later because mm-hmm. hopefully we'll be friends by then. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is a very friend moment. This is he was protecting his friend by doing these things, and you know I'm later hopefully seeing a Captain Silver as well uh, as we see in Treasure Island. Uh, the Captain Silver is hunting down Billy Bones. To, to, to get, <laughs> to get, to get the, the map to the buried treasure from the Urka. So, you know. Roy perks up immediately. Billy. As soon as Billy's name is <laughs> thrown down, Tom Hopper, where you at? Right. Can we get a flex? He's swimming right now. He's working out. Yes. You know. Well, <laughs> working out. But to answer your question, I am not surprised that Silver helped Flint hide the body because Gates is dead. What are you going to do about it? Mm. If the crew finds out, mm-hmm. he just realized there's nothing to do about it. You need to get that gold. So, do what you got to do. I probably would have done the same thing if I was sober. I mean, I would have been sad, but got to do what you got to do. Got to do what you got to do. And for all the tormenting and back and forth antagonizing, Randall shows up. Randall. <laughs> that was a, that's, a, that's a good payoff, isn't it? That, yeah. that was a great payoff for Randall. You're welcome. You're welcome. Because <laughs> he's, he's got so many great little one or two line moments. You're a thief. Yeah. You know, just all the different and things. just farts. Yeah. <laughs> the, the farts, the cats. That's one of the greatest mm-hmm. things I mean, ever. For the, the small character, it's just, there's so many great things about it. Yeah. The scream. <laughs> the scream was hysterical. Yeah. When we did that in the read-through and he did that, the, oh, everybody just stopped. <laughs> everybody went, holy shit. Was that part of the script? Uh, he just did that. Yeah, no, it was it was part of the script, but uh-huh. I think he probably came up with the noise. The noise, oh, okay. From okay. where he came up with the <laughs> right, noise right. is the issue. But right. no, it was when that happened through the read through, everybody went, "Oh my god, that's hysterical!" 
Very funny. Yeah. I love how he was sitting on the, the hammock and he was going back and forth with a knife in his hand. Just yeah. anybody <laughs> come at me. Not even saying a word and eating his, what was it, a potato or an apple? It was an apple. But it was an apple. Okay. He actually stayed in character. He's the only character out of anyone that stayed in character in between takes. Really? Yeah. He just stayed so is that a good no. or a bad thing? No, that's really what he's like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really wasn't even acting at all. Oh, yeah. This is a real guy. He's a gassy one-legged man. Guy. <laughs> yeah. he just we, actually, on we actually cut off half his leg. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't care. He didn't care. He's all about it for the art. Yeah. <laughs> Some guy wandered he on said, set. said, well, like in season two, or like if the leg comes off, he's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why not? Let's keep it. So do you think that with, you know, obviously they attack the Man of War based on after uh, Randall knocks him out to Groot, so mm-hmm. that Silver can light the cannon. Had that not happened, they wouldn't have ended up on the island. Had they not ended up on the island, they wouldn't have found the Urka. But if they had listened to Gates from the beginning, where they should have pulled over, well, basically, and go have scouts go look around, they would have found it. Just saying. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay. There's a little something Flint, in your nose there. there. Yeah. Flint should have uh, not been a little child and listened. Well, the whole deal was, and it was part of the discussion, was right from the very beginning, this ship did not have an escort. So you've got a floating castle, a bullion ship, with a man of war. To send two ships against those in combat in those days on the sea was guaranteed almost suicide. Hmm. So the, the, the point that the fact that there was a man of war escort made not only that they had to blow the escort to smithereens, the man of war, but then they had to go against the Urka itself if the Urka had survived. Yeah. And so the, the chances were that was a hell of a fight to get into. If you got it wrong, well, you saw what happened. The man of war would shred yeah. one of those boats. Mm-hmm. without a, We haven't even it, seen it the Scarborough yet. But, you know, these men of war were armored, you know, floating castles with a tremendous amount of firepower. So one thing, too, is we never saw, I mean, we saw firepower coming, but we didn't see the ranger. So could we predict that something, that they got away? Well, which was the, I don't even know which was the well, ship. You, you, guys, the yeah. the the, you guys were on the, the walrus. Yeah, the ranger was the third one. The, uh, that, was, was that was going and they were following, yeah. the men of war was following right. it, and then they were yeah. supposed to swing around, and they yeah. both swung around. Uh, you could assume that they got destroyed. I, I think they left options open for season. They could potentially. But was the ranger was, was, the other ship in the harbor? Yeah. In the in the when you see the wrecked Urka, what is the other ship that's that there? was pulled up on the sand? No, no, that's no, that's, no, that's, that's actually that's floating. The, that's the walrus. No, that's the Spanish uh, galleon. That was that's the, the that, man of war. The man of war. Okay, all right. I was trying yeah. to work out which yeah. one's which. There's so many ships. There's yeah. lots of options available though that they could potentially use in the season two, uh, where there could be potential ships they could take the treasure in or. They could get away. Well, in the or... thing now is that you got the man of war out there protecting it. You know, it's taken some some battle scars, damage. but you know that thing didn't take that much damage uh, during the shootout. Yeah. Six eight so shots in the back. It, it's out there, and they're trying to figure out how to get the money from, you know, all that gold that's uh, uh, spread out over the the sand the from sand. the Urca. And then now they've he's got this opportunity to get all that gold, everything that Flint everywhere Flint never wanted. So. Um, yeah, and we're set up perfectly for a season two now that we've found the Urka, we found the treasure, the thing we've been looking for for so long. Uh, did you think that Flint was going to die when he went overboard and no. he kind of sunk? <laughs> no, not at all. I thought it could potentially happen because... He gave up, that's he, for sure. He does die and he is dead in Treasure Island when it picks up. So they only talk about it. Yeah, but he doesn't die. Oh, I'm sorry. He's, he's dead really... when the book picks up. Right, but he doesn't die by drowning. There's very clear what happens to him in the how he does die uh, and it's not by bl- being blown overboard in a battle 
True. So, you know, anybody that's but it's, following that. This is line. history adjacent, if we will. <laughs> yeah. So it could potentially happen. It, uh, and that's so, another hot topic on yeah. the YouTube pages. On the YouTube, <laughs> the hot topics. So what questions do you guys have still for Mark, Well, for real DJ? quick before we get into the questions, um, the ending with Eleanor on the beach. I love that scene where you see her realize she's got her power and she's kind of gotten everything she wanted like after that conversation with max it kind of comes across on her face i love that scene because mm. at first you're like mm, what's eleanor thinking about and then she's got Whoa. yeah her, <laughs> de- her defining moment yeah yes. yeah it was a great i just like that um cool I'm, no i'm glad you like that yeah i wanted to throw that in there before we, we actually wanted her to be in this beautiful golden light we went to film it one day and we missed the light uh, and we said we started the phone and went, no, screw it. We're going to come back tomorrow. Well, and we came back because we wanted her in that mm. yeah. golden the perfect time. moment. Yeah. African so, so we planned it the next day and got there like 15 minutes earlier. Got it, got it all lined <laughs> up. Nice. So, nice. so I'm, I'm glad you like that because we yeah. did make it. It said a lot. It was, you know, the picture has a thousand words. It was definitely one of those. Mm. Um, one of my questions for you, TJ, is the scene when the battle's going on, um, it kind of reminded me a little bit titanic-ish when like not in a bad way just when flint realizes holy crap what did i just do he's looking around he sees all his men being blown up and stuff and then you see the bottom of the ship being blown up and it's kind of in slow-mo and you got that crazy music was that in i don't want to say inspired because i don't know if you um, are a big fan of cameron's work but um is that where you kind of got that from, or did you already know in your head that's how I wanted to show it? I'm a huge fan of Cameron's work. Okay. It's not where it's, okay. wouldn't stop where it's from. <laughs> <laughs> done, done. Okay. Wraps that up. I, I just wanted to say, you know, <laughs> done, just in case. Love. What do you got? Um, well, I had my magic question answered, um, but uh, I just want to know, um, can you tell us, like, just the process uh, TJ in directing this particular episode, knowing that this is the season finale. Um, did you keep that? Like, was that always in the back of your mind in directing this episode going forward? Because, you know, a lot of stuff uh, that you have in the episode goes forward into the next, you know, kind of sets up for the next season. Was that always in the back of your mind? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. No, we were, we were setting things up as we were going along. Okay. I can't tell intentional. you what <laughs> Right, right, right. But there was intentional yeah. things that you did. Yeah. Okay. And that very, brings very me to my so. next question. Thoughts on season two. What do you think is going to happen? Billy. Billy. <laughs> Clearly, Billy Bones <laughs> is going to return. Right. Number we one hope, um, We pray. Hopper obsessed. Yeah, Billy. A little Lovely bit. guy, I tell you. With even bigger Lovely biceps. Yes. Even bigger biceps. I will biceps. be happy Bicep with implants. <laughs> Len, what do you think? Um, can I say what I want to happen? Yes. I just want Max to be back. I, I love Max. I just want I think Max, Max be will be back for sure. Yeah, I think Max will be back. Um, but I will say that um, I'm excited to see where Dufresne's character goes now that, you know, in the position they're in, you know, kind of controlling the ship. So I'm really looking for him next season to kind of see where that goes. I'd like to see more with the uh, vein. With naked? Him. Yes. Okay. Naked. Vein's <laughs> cool. position. But I also oh. want to see how it plays into effect with Anne Bonnie and Jack Rackham. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, they had a pretty good dynamic in the beginning of the season, which mm-hmm. they drifted apart. Mm-hmm. But... Who's to say that's not going to fall back into line? <laughs> I still don't think Anne and Max are going to get together. Uh, one can, one can hope for I'm that. I'm just too. saying. I mean, they'll be cool, but, you know. Not, what do you guys think? think so. Thoughts on season two? More pirates on boats <laughs> knocking the holy crap out of each other. That's what I want to yes. say. Yes. Well, and, you know, the way that it's left is now Flint's going to try and figure mm-hmm. out a way to get, get, oh, to get his treasure. For sure. Mm-hmm. The treasure. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I think right. there's going to be a little bit of land stuff there that won't necessarily be on boats because... Right. <laughs> His boat is incapacitated, and so is Erica. So, 
Which, you know what sucks is being those people picking up that gold in the sand. Because there's so uh, much sand so and much gold. Sand and gold. And, uh, <laughs> like, do you just pick up the sand with the gold in it and put yeah. it in the charge and just deal with it later? And it's what? heavy. Yeah. yeah. It's so heavy. That's and sand when it gets wet, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we, we have no uh, idea on date as to when season two will be out. Probably you think the fall would be a good estimate for that. I, I, have, I, have, I have not a clue. Not um, a clue. No. We do know there are ten episodes that are going to be out, so that's Sweet. good. We'll get a nice. full 18 episodes. There's a lot can happen in 10. We like yep. a good 10-episode season. We can binge watch that. And, you know, I think we are to that point. We are, can I do some quick shout-outs for the you YouTube people? We got some Equulio93, <laughs> Merle, who uh, I kind of went back and forth with. Loved it, by the way. Thank you. And uh, Ricardo, Pizza Frenzy Man, and there was a few other people, but they were definitely... Yeah, thank you forth, to our so. YouTube fans for yeah. always sending us questions, people for tweeting at us, uh, our guests for being here. So much appreciate you guys. Yeah. Thank yes. you for inviting us. No problem. Come so, back for season two. <laughs> <laughs> now I won't get mad. No, I'm just yeah, you, you, campaign. You can actually yeah. come join the <laughs> panel for season two and hang out. So, Lem, why don't you tell the viewers where they can find you? Uh, well, you can find me at The Poet Saint on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter all day, every day. And guys, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as well at HeyRoya. That's H-E-Y-R-O-Y-A. Mark, why don't you show the people where they can find out stuff about you? TheMarkRyan.com well? uh, uh, and or MarkRyan243 on Twitter. TJ? At T. Scott, uh, TJ Scott Pictures. Yeah, don't forget to pick up your new copy of In the Tub. Oh, yeah. Yeah, don't forget that. That's out and about. I'm doing it next. <laughs> I'd like to see that. <laughs> We're going to put them in volume two. Yeah, <laughs> volume two. <laughs> and as always, you can find me at RyanHooks92 on the Twitter, the Instagram, the Facebook, and the YouTube. Uh, I'm going to leave you with one final thought. We are returning to the water. It pays us. It claims us as if we've never been here before. I'm Ryan Hooks, AfterBuzz TV Black Sales After Show. We'll see you for season two. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After Shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.